Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wild. Welcome back to Wild in Theology. I hope you've been here before. But if you haven't, I'm Kaylee, and this is my co-host, Will. Hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about why self-develop slash improve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I titled it. Um, and we're going to be talking, or we're going to be Im- unpacking kind of four main questions. First of all, what is self-development? Why is it important? how to do it, and what are the pitfalls associated with it. And then after all of that, we're going to tie it back to psychedelics. Of course. Our, our favorite thing here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank you for being here today. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. And you can find us on social medias, if that's your thing, at Wild and Theology on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, so I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, there's going to be a lot of unpacking, I feel unpacking unpacking um before we get into that though we just wanted to issue a caveat that a lot of the stuff that we talk about in this podcast is really about taking personal responsibility for your life and your beliefs and what you want to get out of that but we understand that there are certain people because of the color of their skin their sexuality their gender identity where or whatever are the reasons really, where they're in a situation where they don't have the privilege to Mm self-develop. And we really feel for these people and we never want to make anyone feel ashamed that they can't self-develop, that they should, you know, need to self-develop. And if they're not self-developing enough, well, then every problem that they're experiencing is their fault. That's not a very nuanced understanding of how the current system is. And so for those of us who have the privilege to self-develop, it really is our responsibility to develop ourselves and to become a person who is able to flourish in whatever way that is for us and do our part in creating a system and systems that help everyone have the privilege to develop themselves. Because as you'll see in the podcast, there's a lot of value that you can add to your life whatever definition that is through self-development so yeah (laughs) thank you thank you okay hello everybody here we are today we're gonna be talking about what i just told you that we're gonna be talking about yeah i'm really i'm really excited about this this is gonna be our first podcast where we're just kind of like going off the cuff yeah yeah pretty much i mean i journaled a bit nothing crazy i guess i wrote an essay for it and it was yeah. specific to it, but it's like, um, I have like a few notes here to remind myself, but for the most part, I'm just like going off, like it was more to collect my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like, I've thought about this stuff for a long time. Like I've been involved in self-improvement for like 10 years now. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I, I learned a lot about this stuff Yeah. and just haven't thought about these specific questions yeah. in a long time. And I think that's really important because yeah. when you're in it, you're in it, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's important to take that step back and ask these questions like, mm-hmm. what is this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. What pitfalls can I be falling into? You know? Yeah. And that really like, these are the meta level questions that you need to ask in the first place to really start with self-improvement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then again, that's why you kind of ask yourself like, what is self-improvement mm-hmm. at the beginning? 
But you need to constantly be asking yourself again. Not constantly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every day, just like, what is the open book? Like, that's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But um, just like yeah. always, always like trying to go meta a little bit and be like, okay, I've, I've made a little bit of progress here. Like, let's go back and see yeah. like, what does this really mean to me now? For sure. A oh, month into it, yeah. six months into it, you know? Yeah. Staying yeah. critical of yourself and your process. Yeah. So first question, first question of the day. Mm -hmm is what exactly is self-development or improvement? <laughs> Which is where... <laughs> I feel like that's our One first or the like, other. <laughs> distinction here. The first distinction, yeah. yeah, is like, I say development, you say improvement. Are they the same? Are they different? For me, they're not different because mm -hmm. I really didn't even think about it. But now yeah. that you say it, I'm like, yeah. okay. And like, what do you mean when you say development over improvement? I don't know. I guess when you propose this idea... Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, but then as I started to look at it and question it, I don't know, I was just, the word improvement seemed, uh, I don't know, it just, it made me uncomfortable and yeah. it, it did, it inspired me to think about why that was and I guess improvement, it just sounds to me like you're getting better and it's about like optimizing yourself and mm. like chasing after some ideal that has been projected on you by society, like yeah. by capitalism and stuff. Okay. And like, I don't know. I don't even know if I can fully articulate mm -hmm. this, but that's what I, that's the, the feeling that the word improvement was bringing up for me. Whereas development is just like, well, you're constantly evolving across the lifespan and there's going, there's like ups and downs and it's not linear and it's not for some specific function of being better in any fixed or simple way okay but just about evolving mm. for it's like it seems like at a deeper level a less obvious level whereas improvement is like i don't know just associated with better mm -hmm. I don't well know. does that make sense i, I think i kind of know what you mean and, and that's kind of like where i came to it as well and like the mm -hmm. first note that i have is like most people have a shallow understanding of what self-improvement or development yeah. is. L let's, let's actually make that distinction here. Mm -hmm. From now on, when we say self-improvement, we're talking about kind of like this optimization mm -hmm. idea. Whereas if we say self-development, we're talking more about like the self's evolution, mm -hmm. right? And we'll kind of get into like what that actually means. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to self-improvement, like that's really this kind of shallow understanding that most people have where it's it's measured in these again these kind of like capitalistic metrics of success like yeah. get more money lose more weight be more jacked like fuck more people depending yeah. on your your gender yeah. and what's appropriate yeah based on like these kind of societal standards yeah. right have more stuff yeah like these are all your measures of success yeah. oh you have last year's model of car <laughs> i have the current model yeah 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 exactly. and it's just like that's not happiness, you yeah. know, that's not, that's not development, I mm -hmm. guess, using your language, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's becoming the best based on what somebody else has told you is the best. Yeah. Even just like being happy or being happier or feeling better. Mm -hmm. I feel like even that's shallow because it's not even about feeling good all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's okay. like a lot of improvement or development you can go through and it's not going to lead to more happiness yeah necessarily or right away like it's not that simple mm. yeah okay 
So I guess like I, that really gets us into, I don't know. Should we talk about that yet? It's not about the question yet. We're not on that part yet. Um, well, I guess honestly, like Leah, let's leave that for later. Okay. Yeah. Cause right now we're talking specifically then like if it's not about being happy necessarily, mm-hmm. it's not about like these kind of, uh, external metrics. Mm-hmm. What exactly is development then for you? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So self-development is just this, the process of just like what we're doing now. It's like mm-hmm. asking those meta questions. It's about reflecting on oneself and one's life, mm-hmm. one's personality and behaviors and becoming consciously aware of how that is impacting your well-being and the well-being of those around you. Yeah. And from that level of awareness, actively choosing to or actively finding ways that you can implement changes in yeah. yourself that are going to prove sustainable mm-hmm. and in in being better for your health and wellness and those around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it I think it becomes very difficult to really say what that is. Mm-hmm. Like what exactly is going on there? And mm-hmm. I was kind of like sitting there thinking, and this is what I was kind of meaning when most people have like a shallow understanding mm-hmm. where it's like, You know, for like some of the examples I gave were like trying to get a promotion or again, Mm -hmm. losing weight or um, making more money or whatever it is, like getting more stuff, like you had said. Mm -hmm. And if somebody like like some of the numbers I looked up were 9% of people get a promotion per year, Mm -hmm. right? Only 9%. That's like less than a a little bit less than a 10th, right? Or... 80 to 90% of people regain the weight they lose, mm-hmm. right? That's crazy that 80 to 90% of people end up just regaining the weight that they lose, mm-hmm. right? And how many people per year with like the promotion thing, like how many people per year are actually trying to get promoted, mm-hmm. right? And of those people who are trying to get promoted, how many fail at that? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like, what exactly are these people doing wrong that prevents them from like kind of achieving these goals, mm-hmm. right? And the issue again is because most people just think in terms of these external quantifiers of success, mm-hmm. where like you'll you'll get into fitness not to be healthy, but to lose weight, mm-hmm. or you'll try to get promoted because you, you know, you just want to get more money, and so you're just like, oh, I'll work harder. And that'll get me the promotion and then I'll be able to get more money, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, I'm sure many of the people listening to this may have even experienced this themselves where they'll work far harder than the person who ends up getting the promotion, mm-hmm. right? And of course, there are political reasons and like the office and stuff like this that could be changed that. Of course, I'm not saying that never happens. But what I really came to was the fact that it's not necessarily all about what you're doing. It's not just like go to the gym more Mm -hmm. or work more hours, right? It's about becoming the type of person who could be promoted, who would do, uh, who would be a better manager, Mm -hmm. right? Or somebody who is healthy, like a healthy person, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like when I'm, when I, when I kind of like made the transition into being a healthy person, I found number one, I was less focused on my weight in the first place, Mm -hmm. but 
that didn't mean that I started gaining a bunch of weight. It actually meant that I was just like happier in my own skin, mm -hmm. right? And I was just living a healthy lifestyle. And that led me just naturally toward having a better body, so to mm -hmm. speak, mm -hmm. right? And so what I'm really like alluding to here is that I think that like self-development as opposed to self-improvement is less so about the quantifiers but about your beliefs. Mm -hmm. What beliefs do you have about yourself and what you can actually do in life? Because mm -hmm. if you don't feel that you could be healthy, you're going to have to be constantly pushing yourself, like constantly focused on your weight, constantly focused on like every workout. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're just a healthy person, like you have the belief that you just live a healthy lifestyle, mm -hmm. It's just what you do. It's just who you are. Yeah. You don't have to be constantly like beating yourself into the ground, trying to, to meet these quantifiers because you're just not thinking about it anymore. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. It does make sense in terms of those things, those qualities. Mm -hmm. Obviously, self-development is like you can develop on many different levels mm -hmm. in, or different areas of your life, I should say. Like, yeah, like you've obviously taken these two things. So like career success mm -hmm. and then health i guess mm -hmm. which could be reduced to weight loss and promotion mm -hmm. or it can be like a general change in your beliefs about yourself that mm -hmm. take on a deeper meaning creating a foundation that is more sustainable and then you just are that thing instead of tr constantly striving towards it but i guess yeah those are just two those are just two mm -hmm. ways in which we can develop and mm -hmm. you know i there's a lot there's a lot more absolutely I guess, you know and I guess I, I just use those two as, as simple examples. Yeah. Because I think that there are, there are things that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. Um, where a lot of people will try to lose weight or try to get physically fit mm -hmm. in their life and, and fail to do so or yeah. um, get some success and backtrack. Mm -hmm. Right. But I do agree with you. Like there are, there are far bigger goals, I think, in life than simply being healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that it's it's really testament to the, the society that we live in that for a lot of people, they get stuck on these really small goals, mm -hmm. these really small goals, mm -hmm. right? And career, like career goals that are not a small, small goal. Yeah. But again, I think it's, it's where it's coming from and what they're actually using as a metric for success, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. yeah, then there's other areas that don't have even like a, that don't have any even shallow measure of success. I mean, I guess if you're thinking about relationships, mm -hmm. you could be like in a happy relationship. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is that a, me a measure? Or like if you're just thinking about sex, like racking up your list or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But you know, like I find stuff like that, like relationships with others, relationships with yourself, like mm -hmm. on a mental level, if you're really trying to go for things like genuine happiness or enlightenment mm. like where where's where's the marker for that mm -hmm. where's the cultural standard you mm. know there is i mean for things that aren't widely valued and practiced it's harder to navigate yeah yeah and so i guess are you raising the question that okay we've talked <laughs> about we've talked about like so i guess i've made the distinction here that Improvement is being focused on like the external quantifiers mm -hmm. where development is being focused on your beliefs about a thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So like, 
I have a I have a bit of example that I've used before. Like as I was like writing about this, I was like, I use this example too much. I need to like <laughs> I need to think of a different one. But like the one that kind of comes to mind is like when we talk about like belief change specifically, is when I started like getting into fitness. Mm-hmm. And again, like fitness again is this kind of like is stereotypically this external quantifier. Mm-hmm. Um but when I first started getting into fitness, I actually was in like grade nine when I started going to the gym, mm-hmm. right? And um, I actually started enjoying the gym and like wanted to go out mm-hmm. or go to it. Uh, but then like two months in, I just like gave up, right? Mm-hmm. And I just like stopped going. I didn't really care anymore. And I just forgot about it, right? And at the time I was like, I was quite overweight. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I'm like looking back and I think I was like 180 pounds in grade nine and mostly fat. But in, uh, so by grade 10, I was like, had poor body image, really didn't like think too highly of myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And like kind of how I came to that point was that like, I'd always been that way since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And I remember the one time, uh, I asked my mom, like, you know, why am I not athletic? Like, why don't I like sports? Mm -hmm. Right. And she had just said like, you know, some people just aren't athletic. Like people like you and me, where we we just were not born to be athletic, mm-hmm. right? We'll never be athletic, and that's that's totally fine. But that's just who we are, mm-hmm. right? And again, like she was just trying to help. Mm-hmm. She was not trying to do that in any like negative way or any like kind of putting me down or anything. She was just like, yeah, like some people are not athletic, right? Uh, and I'm still not really huge into sports, so that mm-hmm. really hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. But because of that, like very short conversation. I had now adopted this like belief about how I was, how like my reality worked, where like no matter what I do, I would never be athletic, mm-hmm. right? And so again, when I started going to the gym, even though I enjoyed it, I gave up because I was just like, I'm never going to get better at this, mm-hmm. right? I'm never going to be athletic. And so it almost seemed a bit pointless, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when, uh, wait, I, so sorry, can I ask a question? Quickly? Yeah, yeah, of course. So you're saying because of that conversation, because of your mom's comment mm-hmm. that instilled in you a belief exactly that no matter what, even if you were like consciously committed to something and like trying to instill this habit, the unconscious belief kind of won over in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it was. And this is where like we kind of get into like the nature of belief where like how deeply do beliefs go and like Mm -hmm. I think it was largely unconscious but I did again hindsight I don't know if how much is true if Mm -hmm. I'm just like projecting this onto a past event or if I actually thought this at the time I don't know like who who the fuck knows but (laughs) from what I can remember um yeah, I just like didn't think that I would ever get better, right? So I like go to the gym, for example, it'd be a very difficult workout. I'm like, oh, it's so difficult because I'll never be athletic. Yeah. It's always going to be this hard. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it just became kind of hopeless. Like, it was just like, why am I going and doing this if I'm never going to get better mm-hmm. at this? And I was even like increased, like, I think I increased my bicep curl by five pounds or something. I was Ooh. like, I'm making some improvement here, like, getting some big arms, right? Um, But like, it just like, even though I could see the quantifiers of success, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel as if I would ever get better. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. right? Because I had this belief that I was just never going to be an athletic person, Mm -hmm. right? And so when it came to grade 10, a year after this, my one friend was in cross country and he motivated me to go because I talked to him about the fact that like I was, had poor body image, right? I'd mentioned it to him at some point. And so he inspired me to go, like pushed me to go. And I think that's a really key point is the fact that like, if you ever try to get into something like that, having someone who can help you is so, so important. Support and accountability. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and when I went there, it was like absolutely brutal. Like I almost died the first day. I remember <laughs> actually one of the coaches, he was like, it was me and a few other people who were like, I think one other person was kind of like in the same boat I was where they were kind of like the fat person who was like, I'm going to make a change here. Right. Mm-hmm. And another person was just slow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they were like there and he was there in the back, the coach, and he was like motivating us. You got it. I know what it's like. You guys are going to push it. Right. Being so supportive. Yeah. Right. Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I almost died. Right. But that was, I think about, I, I'm pretty sure it was on like the Tuesday after we had started. It was like seven or eight days, let's say after the first practice. Um, uh, And basically I was like running and I suddenly just had like this intense feeling of elation wash over me. And I was just like, holy fuck, like, what is this? Like, I felt like so clear headed. I felt just like alive and I just had all of this energy just suddenly well up inside me. Right. And I just finished the rest of the run, Mm -hmm. the practice run strong as fuck, like probably stronger than I had any of the practices so far. Mm -hmm. Right. And I basically experienced runner's eye, right? Like if you've yeah. ever experienced that, that's what that feels oh, like. It's good. And uh, when I had that experience, I was like, oh my God, like I'm improving. This is, this is what improvement feels like. I can get good at this, right? Mm-hmm. I was just like, I become convinced like I'd gone super sane or something and I was like ready to fucking become the best runner I could be, mm-hmm. right? But the thing was, is that like, I didn't actually experience improvement. Mm-hmm. right what do you mean what i mean by that is to say like in those seven days there's no possible way that i could improve more at running than going to the gym for those two months could have improved my my weightlifting, my strength right i made more improvement in those two months than i did in those seven days the difference was the fact that i got high on opioids right mm-hmm. on on, mm-hmm. on endorphins and i confused that feeling of being high of being on endorphins with the feeling of improvement right it was so you don't think objectively in the physical world that you actually ran any better seven days after than the first day no 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 you misunderstand me um what i guess the point i'm trying to say is that the the deciding factor there wasn't the improvement that i made of course i made a little bit of improvement over those seven days Mm -hmm. but the point is that i made they're just like, there's no possible way that in those seven days, I could have made as much improvement as I did at two months of the gym a year earlier. Right. Okay. And so the point being is that then the actual improvement that I made had no bearing on my new, suddenly new belief that it's like, oh shit, I can improve. The thing that had bearing on the belief was the feeling of improving Mm-hmm. that was generated by the runner's high mm-hmm. by this emotional elation which because it was like an embodied experience yeah it could change your belief exactly yeah that's what i'm kind of getting to mm-hmm. is like you know in in aa they talk about like how you you want to hit rock bottom as soon as possible mm-hmm. because some people have 
you know, an addiction to alcohol that's so bad that the only thing that can really trigger their their desire to change themselves is hitting rock bottom, is an extreme emotional trauma, right? And it's like, how many people have gone into self-improvement, myself included, because of a breakup, mm-hmm. right? And with this runner's high, this was a point of emotional elation relative, as opposed to emotional trauma that made me feel as if I could improve at being athletic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so my point is that like, in a lot of cases, our beliefs run so deep that it takes emotional elation or emotional trauma just to shock us out of these beliefs enough that we mm. can say, maybe there's a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I guess beliefs are founded on experience. Yeah. So if you've only experienced pain or suffering or in your case that you suck at physical fitness <laughs> or you aren't athletic, yeah, yeah. well then, yeah, your belief is only going to be confirmed. And obviously maybe, yeah, you could have improved, mm-hmm. you know, objectively, if you kept doing something every single day, there would be improvement. It's not like you were broken and you no. were never, you couldn't, but it takes so long to see improvement or development yeah. in that way that so many people l- will give up or fall off track in some way before they ever actually see that mm-hmm. improvement. And that just reinforces their belief. Like, and, and it's like, you have to have some kind of experience that is like a fully new, like mind body experience to Mm -hmm. even believe that it's possible to improve or to change or that there is any other way, you know, like we're so stuck in our ways that we genuinely believe that there is no other way. Yeah. Until we get a different perspective. Exactly. And it's like, like you said, like our beliefs are going to dictate how we interpret our experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was at the gym lifting weights, I, like I said, I literally saw like the amount of weight I was lifting increased. Mm-hmm. Clearly there, that's a quantifiable external metric of success. Mm-hmm. But because I had the belief that I could not improve, mm-hmm. the fact that it was still difficult was evidence of me not improving. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that evidence was more powerful to me because of my belief than literally the objective standard of improvement. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so it took this emotional elation, this extreme emotional experience to just like shock me out of that and say, no, 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 you are getting better. Like you, you, you fucking, you just ran the best section of running you've ever run in your life. Clearly you're improving. Mm-hmm. Again, I was just high. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, again, it takes these like incredible experiences just for us to to get shocked out of our complacency, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. It is powerful. Yeah. It's incredible. It actually whatever. Um, it reminds me of Dr. Joe Dispenza, if you've ever read or heard of his. Just from you, method. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like his his whole idea is that. Well, it's exactly this, but it's just like on a meditative level. So you Mm -hmm. can like change your life from just sitting in meditation, not actually going and doing anything. Well, obviously you have to do something, but like, yeah, yeah. the whole method in the, in the meditation is to get to a place where you are embodying the reality that you aspire to. Okay. Like on a physical level and a mental level, like it's not enough to just like visualize and think about it and like have an intention it's actually about having an emotional response to that being your current reality in a way. Yeah. Like make your body believe that that is already 
the case. Yeah. It's basically just instilling that elevated emotional response, mm. which changes your beliefs about what is possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like if you if you've ever watched a uh, a self-improvement seminar, mm-hmm. um sometimes it'll get people to start like jumping up and down or like shouting or like pounding their chest, right? Just mm-hmm. these intense like, like I've seen like Tony Robbins do it for example. Yeah. Um and the reason they're doing that is because they're trying to trigger that like emotionally elated state, mm-hmm. right? And then they'll be talking about like, a, you know, achieving your goals or like, I think Tony Robbins said like unlimited power, right? Like yeah. un- un- unleash the giant within, right? Yeah. And what they're doing is they're getting you into this emotional state, this highly emotional state, and then giving you these new beliefs and saying, oh yeah, like you can, you can, you can change your reality and this is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Right. And so people are more likely to believe that they can actually change their lives for the better because they're in this high emotional state. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's why they're doing that. And so a lot of people will like watch self-improvement seminars and see people doing that and be like, okay, this is a cult, which of course mm-hmm. it could be. <laughs> it definitely yeah. could be depending on who it you're going to. It does appear that way. It yeah, does yeah. sometimes. Um, Maybe. But the reason they're doing they're not they're not a cult because they're doing that. The yeah. reason they're doing that is because mm-hmm. they're they're trying to trigger this state where you can actually change your beliefs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I guess that's like really. Yeah, I guess we kind of. My point is that like, mm-hmm. what self development is is about changing your beliefs so that you can really just start living the life that you want to live. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's it's like i guess what i'm questioning right now is like mm. in what areas of our lives are we talking about like because i feel like you're i mean like like i guess i don't know like i think development can be made without necessarily changing your beliefs mm-hmm. okay like, well think of an example okay like say i'm making a personal development in like I don't know. I guess maybe that's outside. The, I think everything is self-development because you're always you. Like even in a relationship, it would mm-hmm. be self-development. Like what belief would change for you to develop in like like a deepening relationship to something? You know, like even your own medita- meditation practice. Mm-hmm. Like no belief necessarily changes, but you can get, like you can develop in mm-hmm. your understanding of what mm-hmm. something means to you. You can get closer to it. You can deepen something. You can deepen a belief and that's development. Yeah, there's no yeah. change there necessarily. I mean, I guess it, it takes a new form. It's deeper, but there's not like I have to consciously like reprogram part of my brain. You know, I yeah. feel like that's where you're focusing on is like limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves mm-hmm. and reprogramming or like changing it to be something else that will yield better results. Mm. And I guess, sorry, are you? Yeah, I guess, I guess I just think that's like, that is, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. But I think that's limiting. Like that's only one aspect of development or maybe that's like more like the first level Mm -hmm. in which we have to identify our limiting beliefs and the thing, all these areas of our lives where things are actually wrong. Yeah. And then there, but you're not, you're not all bad. You're not all wrong. And you know, like sometimes things just need like greater awareness yeah. And more intention mm-hmm. and more care into them, you know, and that's not necessarily changing, but more deepening and evolving. You know, I talk about like how it usually takes an emotional extreme to get people to want to change. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying that it is like absolutely necessary, right? Mm-hmm. 
What I'm saying is that usually that's what it takes. I absolutely believe that you can develop or change just by your day-to-day -day actions, right? You talk about meditation, for example, right? Mm -hmm. I absolutely believe that if you meditate every day, you can really deepen your awareness of yourself and your beliefs and who you are as a person, what you want in life and this kind of thing, or just like increasing your ability to concentrate, right? Mm -hmm. That's like a skill development, mm -hmm. right? And that can lead to that can lead to you, you know, having, again, just a deeper sense of self, right? Mm -hmm. It's like deepening, as you say. My point is that at a certain point, though, there's going to be a belief change about who you are as a person and that the skill development is basically like chipping away at whatever beliefs are holding you back until eventually you begin to adopt these new beliefs about your abilities, right? Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I'm arguing is that on a meta level, it's all about, it's all leading toward belief change about who you are as a person, what you want out of life and what you can actually achieve in life, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, you can play the guitar every day, for example, you can get better and better and better and, and be able to play new songs that are more difficult, right? But let's say you have the belief that like you just, you'll never be one of the best guitarists of all time, right? Mm. And you'll never be able to compose music as good as like your favorite artists where it's just, it's never going to like touch people emotionally, right? Mm -hmm. When you eventually do compose a piece, let's say, and it's not perfect, because of your belief, you'll be more likely to just give up because you'll take that as evidence. And so you'll be more sensitive to anything that confirms this, you know, negative belief, right? And so I guess like when I'm talking about development, I'm more talking about living the life that you want to live and how your beliefs can get in the way of that. Because let's say like you, you, you know, you talk about like deepening your friendships with, uh, with, with people mm -hmm. where if you have a belief that, you know, you're innately or intrinsically unlovable, you can do all you want about, you know, in, you know, again, using this improving development distinction, improving the quality of your relationship. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't developed no matter what techniques you use to improve, you haven't developed enough to change your beliefs about your intrinsic lovableness. Mm -hmm. And so if anything, you know, inevitably goes wrong because that's just the nature of, of life. Like sometimes there's going to be conflict. Mm -hmm. You'll take that evidence and value it so much more mm -hmm. because of this lack of belief change. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's what I guess what I'm talking about is that like, deepening your relationship with your your friends and family or yourself and all this kind of stuff is absolutely key and it's not necessarily about this huge shift or it's not necessarily about you know um this grand change in your life or this this whatever it is mm -hmm. but if your beliefs about what you actually deserve in life are toxic or limiting mm -hmm. you haven't developed Mm -hmm. And it's always going to be some kind of limitation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Does, I do. Can does... I ask another question? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Because once again, that like the example I w had about say a relationship or a friendship that is evolving and deepening yeah. and that is development. That was my example that I used. And you once again brought it back to having this like underlying belief that you are unlovable or something, mm -hmm. which is something wrong or toxic. And most people would think that's bad. But you once again brought it back to there being something fundamentally wrong. What if there is nothing? Mm -hmm. What if you what if you do believe you're lovable? What if you do believe you're just fine and like 
that there's nothing wrong and like but you can still make development and improvement even if like there isn't necessarily this limiting belief for sure and also the example about like developing in your artistic pursuit like a mm. relationship with music or whatever your whatever skill you're developing if you don't believe that you're gonna not like if you believe that you're not going to be like mm -hmm. as good as the greats and or whatever d is it necessary to i don't know have that high of an aspiration or like have this shift in belief that like i can be the best in the world yeah. you know like and again like that's why i kind of like tried I, I tried to backtrack a little bit there when mm -hmm. I said like making a making a piece of music that really touches people emotionally. Yeah. Right. Where it's like if you really want to just like provide something, it's not about being the best. Right. That's mm -hmm. I, I want to get away from like this need to be the best. Because yeah. th if that's your goal, then that's perfectly fine. I, mm -hmm. I don't have an issue mm -hmm. with that. But it's self-development for me is not about being the best. Right. Mm -hmm. It's about providing something for yourself or your loved ones even if you if you if you think of self-development as like your ability to uh become you know better so to speak mm. at just like being there for your friends that's not really about being the i'm, I'm the best who's there for my friends mm -hmm. i'm the best support system ever i think that's not necessarily the healthiest way to approach that you know what i mean no, it, it can sure. be very unhealthy but I guess like I'm, I'm sticking with this idea of like toxic beliefs, I guess, just to like, I guess, sell the, mm -hmm. uh, to sell the point that your beliefs can be such that they hold you back. Yes. But I absolutely do agree that like development is not necessarily about fixing something wrong with you. Yeah. And I also want to make the point that if you have toxic beliefs, I don't think there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with like how you're thinking about yourself, mm -hmm. right? And again, like, what do you mean wrong? What do you mean like what's the right way to look at yourself, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's a very difficult thing to say. And like I said earlier, it's always up to you to decide. Mm -hmm. But if you feel yourself to be unlovable, then you probably want to change that. I think everybody who's listening to this can agree with that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we're talking more about what I think that you're saying is that like you can develop yourself in a way that's much more positive yeah. where you're not specifically trying to focus on limiting beliefs, but focusing on developing yourself towards something beautiful. If, mm -hmm. if I'm understanding that properly. Yeah, exactly. And what I would say is that you can absolutely do that. But I guess like I, I would question if that's still doesn't require the changing of a belief that could be holding you back. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah, when you're saying that too, sure. Probably there is like mm -hmm. a, a change in belief, whether that's like going from negative to positive or just like yeah. more positive, you know, like mm -hmm. maybe you believe you're capable of something and then you go do it and you're like, wow, I believe that even more strong or stronger mm -hmm. yeah, yeah you yeah. believe that's even stronger and then you go on and you do even more you know yeah. and yeah on that level i i definitely agree with you but um i think i just wanted to make that distinction because a lot of the examples okay. were coming up of like this dramatic change and like yeah being yeah, yeah. the best and or like yeah just going from a negative place to a positive place and i was just yeah. like wanted to bring attention to the fact that it could be something else absolutely as well. absolutely mm -hmm. and i i think that like there's a big point that I was, again, I think I've already said this, but I want to say it again, is the fact that like, it's not about being the best and it's not mm -hmm. about like 
being not sick. Mm -hmm. It's really about just like, again, I love your language there where you said like deepening, mm -hmm. where it's like you're, you're deepening your connection to yourself and you're like finding more passion in mm -hmm. your life, not for the benefit of anyone else, but for its own intrinsic value to you. Yeah. You know and what I mean? And yeah. that's, uh, unless there's something more you wanted to say, I think that's why we can go into like, why does this even matter? Yeah. Well, one more thing on that too. For sure. Because, I mean, yeah, we're talking about self-development and it's a long process and I don't know, we haven't even necessarily defined that process yet. I mean, mm -hmm. it's different for everybody, but I also wanted to just draw attention to the fact that like, ultimately it isn't even about you mm. and it and it there is a lot of emphasis that i think should be placed on what you're giving to the world you know mm -hmm. yeah because i don't know there was just a lot of there i think there was a few times where we said or you said um like for yourself so you can be better or happier and live a mm -hmm. better life for you but it's mm -hmm. like i think that's a necessary stage of development too where it sure. like has to start with that like yep. i want to be better for me and then you evolve to be like it's not about me. I don't know. I absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I think a, a change like that, I would call a vertical change. Mm. Whereas <laughs> there's horizontal change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And horizontal change, I guess we can get into it now. Like horizontal change is basically, I want to lose weight and losing more weight or getting more jacked. That's horizontal change. Mm -hmm. Whereas vertical change is to say... I want to be more healthy mm -hmm. for my benefit, but also for other people's benefit, like yeah. my family. So I can be there for my kids or I can be there, whatever it is, you know, yeah. like that's, that's, and I, I guess we'll get deeper into that as we uh, go on. So yeah. like, why does this matter? Why does it matter to develop? Good question. Yeah. Like we're just plopped here on earth and you're just like, you're just a self out of nowhere, you yeah. know, like we just, it's crazy. I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day because I'm in developmental psychology class right now <laughs> and it's just like looking at these babies that are born and they like have no self-concept yet at the start and then they gradually do and then mm. all of a sudden they're just a full-blown person and i don't know it's kind of crazy i don't even know what i'm trying to say right now but like <laughs> why is it important to develop because yeah uh, because we're so tied to ourselves like mm. It's your whole life for so long. Like we identify with the self so much. I mean, like, I think for most people, they can't even imagine like what not being a self is. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of gets into psychedelics because it's like when we take psychedelics, we get that higher perspective that there is something beyond being a self being mm -hmm. like, oh, we're not so, so rooted in our, in our identity as mm -hmm. much. But mm. without that, like, it wasn't until I did psychedelics that I was like, oh, this isn't everything. Like, it's not just me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when you are stuck in being a self, mm -hmm. what else can you do but develop that or, like, tr try to be the best of that you can be yeah. for your own happiness and for those around you, you know? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But why is it important? <laughs> Do you have anything to say on that? Because I'm just like... Well, I think... So yeah, for me, when I started thinking about like, why does any of that matter? I think I kind of started to get into this idea of improvement more. Mm -hmm. Where it's mm -hmm. like, again, using our distinction where um, improvement is more on like the metrics, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
where um, this, I, I, I was procrastinating for preparing for this. Mm -hmm. And I was reading this article about like the, uh, I think like the 20 contemporary guitar gods or something like that. And I read this quote by the guitarist uh, Tosin Obasi, Abasi. Mm -hmm. And he said uh, about like practicing the guitar is that like, what happens is there's this revelation that if you put in work on something, you can't do it first. Eventually you can do it. And the first time that it happens, it is kind of like an addiction, right? You want to have, you want it to happen again. And the more it happens, the more you're confident that it can happen. So you start chasing your potential, mm -hmm. right? And for me, why does it matter is because when you find that thing that you love to do, mm -hmm. that is like your passion mm -hmm. and you get the feeling of like leveling up you'll know that feeling when you get it. And once you get it, you just want to get it more and more and more, right? And again, this is specifically, and I see you kind of tensing up. I don't know if you're tensing up for that reason, but um, when, you, when you get into this idea of like leveling up for a skill, like the guitar, or like for me, it's like philosophy, psychology. I love that. I love learning about it. And I love that feeling of getting better at understanding it. That's all obvious that it's so good, mm -hmm. right? It's like you, you want to do that so much more and you want to be able to be in a position where you can make a living and survive simply by doing your passion. Mm -hmm. But I think also when like you look into the eyes of a friend, <laughs> when you look into the eyes of a friend or someone you love and you feel this intense feeling of connection where it's like you want to experience that again, right? And when we talk about like, when I talk about development as kind of belief change, it's like you want to let go of those beliefs that are kind of holding you back from having those really profound experiences with somebody else mm -hmm. or to move toward healthier beliefs or beliefs that will allow you to do that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Allow you to set aside this egotistical sense of self mm -hmm. so that you can experience just like this bond with another person, mm -hmm. you know, for sure. And it's not about like becoming the best at some skill. It's really about just having these really profound experiences with somebody you love. Yeah. And I, I think it is, it's important. It's an important process because like most people aren't like, I don't know. I can't speak for most people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I can actually, okay. um, I don't think most people are just like, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or I think maybe a lot of people are just okay. And that's the problem. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Like, there's so much that happens to us. And like, so like if you yeah, have beliefs for sure, like so many beliefs that we just get conditioned to believe and stuff throughout our lives, throughout our experiences. And our self is kind of composed of all those beliefs. Yeah. And whether or not they're good for us or anyone else, you know? Mm. And like, it's important. Is it important? <laughs> like it is, it is important. Um, if nothing mattered, why do you care? I don't know because I'm stuck here. I was, I didn't ask for life. I just popped out one day and now here I am. <laughs> and I guess I have to care about something cause I don't want to off myself. That's, that's my point. really morbid. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my point. Like if you care about something, then clearly mm -hmm. it matters or else it wouldn't matter, you know? Yeah. But I mean, also like we're instilled with the belief that it does matter at all, you know, mm -hmm. like, 
and that there's any more to life than just surviving yeah you know and just yeah. being okay like some people just want to be okay for sure and i think that's that's development too and like maybe not every single person i don't know it's not necessary that every single person has this like is like lit on fire with this passion that they just want to develop and just experience this elated feeling over and over and over again. I think that's like a personality trait and like a value mm -hmm. system. And I don't think yeah. everyone necessarily has that value system. Mm -hmm. Some people just want to exist. Some people yeah. are just fine living like a peaceful life in the mountains, like not even in the mountains, maybe just on the countryside or somewhere, just like a simple life. Yeah. That is fine for a lot of people. For sure. And, um, uh, but yeah, I, I do think it's important because I think a lot of people are unhappy or not, or just okay. And like, mm. I think it's important because a lot of people are unwell and, yeah. and like you were saying earlier, like that is the catalyst for most people getting into self-improvement is like, you have to first identify that there's a problem in the first place. Yeah. Well, in an earlier <laughs> podcast that we did, we had kind of joked about how when both of us were growing up, we didn't even realize that we were anxious mm -hmm. until like years after. And then like, mm -hmm. we were like, oh shit, I'm anxious. And I've always been this way. Yeah. That's like a perfect example of like, you just don't know that you're not supposed to feel like they're like not supposed to, yeah, but like yeah, yeah. You, you don't know that like the way you're feeling is not how everybody else feels. And that mm -hmm. the way you're feeling is actually causing you a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of an example of what you're talking about, where it's like, yeah. you don't even know that just being how you are is not necessarily okay. Just being okay might not be the best thing for you. And again, mm -hmm. I'm talking about like the best, like, mm -hmm. please don't get caught up on like yeah. me saying what the best is for you. Like I'm yeah. not trying to come from that. But even what is just like, okay and well for you, you know, yeah. like people get caught up in so many different, like just unconscious behaviors that cause mm -hmm. them a lot of suffering over like For long sure. term you know maybe yeah. it's not like something very dramatic like one thing or they're not like this horrible abusive person to everyone in their lives and to themselves but maybe they're just like little things that they're just not happy every day or like you know, they're just i don't know shit builds up yeah and like and that can go unnoticed and maybe because it's just okay it doesn't catalyze yeah. the desire to change mm-hmm and that's why a lot of people in self-improvement are very passionate about self-improving because they've seen themselves in really dark times and it's, they've had to fight from a, a negative place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's just it. And like, th th this is, I, I think you touched on really, uh, something really important there. Cause you know, you bring up somebody who just like wants to live in a small town or like, what would you say? Like a small town or like a countryside yeah. yeah so just wants to live on a countryside they want to tend to their sheep <laughs> you know they're just like enjoying life this very simple life and it's like again i would if that's what somebody truly wants to live then i'm all for that like mm -hmm. i feel like in, in that situation though there's still development to be made in the sense of like what can they do to help themselves do more of that yeah right and it's like if for example like if if um if that person begins to have conflict in their life with their partner, right? Mm -hmm. Then development for them would be changing the beliefs that are creating conflict, mm -hmm. right? And it's not about like becoming the best relationship mm -hmm. ever. It's merely about just like, oh, there's some conflict in my life. Mm -hmm. What about this conflict am I, how am I contributing to this conflict? Mm -hmm. And how can I develop in such a way? And how can my partner develop in such a way where there's, 
we're better able to deal with conflict when it arises. Mm -hmm. But wait, wait, one more thing. What For if sure. they didn't have a partner? What if there was no conflict? And back to that thing. Like, how could that person develop? And like at that time, at that mm -hmm. level, I feel like it would just be like, like a consciousness thing. Yeah. You know, because like, you know, when you listen to a song mm -hmm. and you're like, I enjoy the song. This is a good song. Yeah. And then you listen to it and you're really present. Maybe it's after you meditated or mm. you're on psychedelics. Yeah. And you're like, holy fuck, this song is brilliant. This is beautiful. This is divine. Oh my God. <laughs> you're just like yeah. amazed and it brings you to tears. Okay. That's a development from just like being like, yeah, I like this song. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. a greater level of awareness of mm. beauty and peace or whatever your values are. Yeah is development yeah mm -hmm. okay and it okay. doesn't necessarily have to come from a place of there being anything wrong for sure okay I, I, mm -hmm. I i'm beginning to see where our misunderstanding or where i'm misunderstanding mm -hmm. you is that so when i think of like self-development again i'm talking about belief change mm -hmm. that leads to your ability to flourish Mm -hmm. right in yeah. whatever in whatever situation right and yeah. you can talk about skills development that leads to you being able to flourish mm -hmm. more so but you know applying that to my definition it's like the skill development eventually leads to a belief change yeah. that allows more skill development to happen that leads to more flourishing yeah right let's say um and so the overarching principle then for me is belief change. Yes. Right. When I think about like what you just said and kind of like try to place myself in that situation, that person and feel my way through it to have come to a place where you can really enjoy music mm -hmm. and just like uh, let go into just like your consciousness, your conscious awareness of this music to the point that like all your emotions rise up. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. What are the things that would stop somebody from doing that, from being able to do that, right? It's like the, 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 the kind of character in my mind that comes up is, for example, like a very stoic man's man who's like, I don't feel emotions, right? Mm -hmm. It would take belief change for that person to just be able to like let go of this false persona mm -hmm. so they could really experience their emotions enough to experience that music. For sure. Right. And so I guess when I'm talking about like development and flourishing and the experience of passion and life, for me, self-development in that sense then is letting go of those things that are holding you back from your authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and in the moment where you're experiencing this music, this, these emotions that well up inside of you, that is a very authentic experience because yes. it's something that's just triggered inside of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But even just like, I feel like even a better example would just be like, mm -hmm. just becoming more distilled in what is meaningful to you and finding gr like a deeper meaning in what you do, no matter what that is. Even if you're just like living on the countryside, you're not yeah. doing anything, you're not participating in like mm -hmm. having a career or anything. You're just like, listening to music, watching the sunset and like for sure, whatever you're doing, if you find deep meaning in that and like yeah. you're the degree to which you are fulfilled and living in alignment with mm -hmm. who you, your authentic self is. Yeah. Then that's development, you know, for sure. And that can just be like an expansion of awareness of that thing. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, so yeah, so it's either about changing your beliefs so that you're li able to live your authenticity more and be more authentic, like, yeah, be able to live your authenticity more. Or if you already have a collection of beliefs that are allowing you to live your authenticity, then embodying those beliefs more will be development because you're able to embody those more, right? Yeah. And I say beliefs when I'm talking about your values. We can get into like, how real are those values? Are those values <laughs> just beliefs, of course? But of course point being is that like, you can, you can come to a place where you agree that the current values that you're, the current beliefs that you have are the beliefs that you want to have and deepening those beliefs and embodying those beliefs more in your life is development. Yeah. We integrated both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, I absolutely agree. I think like, so why does any of that matter? Is like, because some beliefs hold you back from your authenticity mm -hmm. and some beliefs are actually really beneficial for you to keep and you want to deepen your ability to embody those beliefs yeah and deepen your connection with them and say like i value uh i value um adventure mm -hmm. so i'm gonna like have more adventure in my life you know mm -hmm. yeah for sure and fuck i don't know there's just so much yeah. in life that distracts us and there's so so many other like i feel like if, if you're not in if you're not sure and confident in your thing you're yeah. just gonna get caught up in somebody else's and exactly. you know if you know your values and you live by that you're just gonna be better off mm -hmm. in general and yeah exactly that's what i love about like ultimate life purpose course and, you know, kind of these self-development products like that is the fact that a lot of the times they're just getting you to spell out what you already feel or what you mm -hmm. already want. And the fact that you're able to identify them allows you to get rid of all the stuff that is not that, mm -hmm. right? It allows you to get rid of the distractions. Like for me, video games were a huge distraction. And I, I have mm -hmm. no problem with video games. Like, again, if you want to play those, it's awesome. For me, it was taking me away from the stuff that I truly love. And so I got rid of the distraction and mm -hmm. I feel so much better about my life because of that. You know, I don't feel as if I'm not able to relax now. or I don't feel as if I'm missing out on anything. It just wasn't for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I guess that's where I come back to like my, I guess my half of this, the belief change is like just changing your beliefs about like what you actually want out of life can be really important for you to start living the life that you want to live. And that's really the point that I want to like get across here is that like if if your life currently is that you get home and you just play video games, you don't really go out often, you're kind of living an unhealthy lifestyle. If that's really what you want to do, I think you should have every right to do that. If that if you're really happy doing that. Mm -hmm. But often the only reason we're living like that is because our beliefs are such that we don't think we could have anything else. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was about to say anything better. I don't want to say anything better. It's not about mm -hmm. better. It's mm -hmm. about what is more authentically you. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I played video games, I think I first felt this at age 13 mm -hmm. where I like just finished a day of playing video games and I like set my controller down and I just like stared at the TV that was off. And I was just like, yeah. is this it? Mm -hmm. Is this what life has to offer me? And at 13, I had no fucking clue, but mm -hmm. I experienced that multiple times throughout my entire career playing video games you know um and it was just like it's not what i want mm -hmm. you know and so it's like if you've ever experienced that where you're just like is this all there is mm -hmm. then yeah. maybe there's a belief holding you back from beliefs that you could more authentically embody that you would want to like you say deepen your connection with yeah and maybe yeah. it is video games for some people yeah 
And, you know, and, and yeah. like, and then you can make the argument like, oh, maybe they're like really passionate about video games. They want to design video games. Maybe they just want to play video games. Like, yeah. I've definitely had like summers when I was younger playing like some Mario game for hours. For sure. And being like, wow, this is yeah. lighting my mind on fire. Like, I yeah. love this. I love being in this world and it's so magical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like there are some typ- typical examples like video games that always get a bad rap. But I don't want to demonize people who like video games. Again, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there are so many, like, low-hanging fruit things that yeah. you can make fun of. where it's Or not make fun of, but, like, kind of criticize. Yeah. You know, sometimes, like, you talk about, like, sitting in the sunset, listening to a beautiful piece of music, mm-hmm. and just, like, really feeling that. And sometimes it can be a video game that you have yeah. that experience with. And I guess, like... A belief that could be holding you back is the belief that you can't have that experience with a video game. Yeah. Or like you can't just like on a Saturday play video games all day because you're yeah. like, I'm not working. I'm not doing my best. I'm not being my best. I'm yeah. not whatever it is. It's like that's the belief holding you back from just enjoying your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, it's like video games are holding me back from being able to enjoy something that I took more enjoyment out of. Mm-hmm. More More fulfillment. F- more fulfillment. Yeah. yeah. So for me, dropping video games was what I needed to do. Whereas yeah. other people, it's like, dude, you're working too hard. Play some video games. Yeah. You could really find enjoyment and, and fulfillment just like having a day of video games. Yeah. And that could get you back to what else you're doing and be like better off for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like you have to open up yourself to the possibility that could be either of those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that takes belief change. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, I guess if, if you're ready to move on to the next question. Yeah. That really gets into how to do it. How do we self-develop? Yeah. Which is like, it's so hard because Mm -hmm. that's not really what we're taught when we're young. But yeah, it it isn't, it kind of isn't until this point where we've like identified that there's something wrong that we'd like to be better, that we start doing it. And at that point, we've gone through most of our mandatory education and none of it's, none of these methods are really taught to you. Yeah. How, how does one self-improve or develop and the fact that it is focused on the self and everyone's an in, a unique individual mm-hmm. means that there's not going to be an easy answer and there is so much out there there's so many self-help books so oh many God, youtube yeah. channels so many courses and there's just so much and yeah. it's crazy it's fucking insane. And you're in it alone, kind of like, un- unless you're lucky enough to have friends who are on similar paths and they can give you suggestions, but even them for some, something that's working for them is probably like, maybe not going to work for you mm-hmm. most of the time because you're just a different person Yeah, and you're going to have to go through so many different methods. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like, I don't even know how long I've been trying different things to whatever degree of passion and um, dedication, but I don't know. Only recently have a few things been like, this is it for me, you know, like, and felt like it really like hit home in a, a way that felt sustainable and, um, and yielding like the desired results. Mm. Like take meditation, for example, meditation is like pretty widely regarded as something that is good for you, for mm-hmm. wellness, for improvement or development and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really that niche. I think a lot of different, a wide range of self-help and stuff preaches some form of mindfulness mm-hmm. and some practice, some daily practice like that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to meditate because that's what all these different people say is good for you. 
And I mean, yeah, I just started setting my timer and sitting cross-legged on the floor, mm-hmm. closing my eyes for 20 minutes and increase the time to 25 and 30 and whatever. And just like tried to do it every day. Mm-hmm. And um, how, I don't know how many times I stopped doing that. I'd fall off. Like for years, I'd just be like, oh, and then I wouldn't do it for a long time. Like, oh, I should do that thing again. I would try doing it. And then, oh, I should do that thing again. And like, I didn't even know what I was really trying to get out of it. Like you said, like we were talking about earlier, like you don't really know even what you're striving for if you've never experienced it. Yeah. And you just believe that your conscious, your like regular consciousness is all that there is if you've never experienced anything else. So when people talk about how meditation makes you so mindful and peaceful and aware, and you can have like these like transcendent experiences, you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like I want to get to there. Cause that sounds like where you, the real change happens, the real improvement in your life happens. Mm-hmm. But you like, I don't know, like how, <laughs> and there's so many different like methods to meditation, even in itself, like focus on something. Don't think about anything. Focus on your breath. Don't focus on your breath. Like have a mantra, yeah, say yeah. home, like, holy fuck. So many things. And I don't know. It never, like, I don't want to say it never worked for me. Maybe I just didn't find my method, but either way, I was never getting the desired result. And, um, just like recently I found that going to a church that is on my like just a block away not for mass or anything like i just go there to be in a different space a sacred space that is really beautiful there's a lot of there's stained glass windows there's these high ceilings there's candles it's Mm -hmm. so quiet and old and just like being in this different place like even just walking through the doors i feel a change in like my mind and body and i feel like i walk really slowly And I have to whisper if I were to say anything Mm -hmm. and everything feels like it's just slowed down and the world just stops. And I become very present just from being there. Yeah. And then I sit down and I'm able to watch my thoughts for a while. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't even, I've given up timing too. Like, because I thought for me, I got so caught up on like, oh, 20 minutes is good meditation. After 30 minutes of sitting there in silence, you're good now. Like, move on. You've done the thing. Check the box. Keep going. But now I'm just like, okay, it's a feeling that I'm trying to achieve. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not an amount of time elapsed. And yeah, so being in that space, having time to just like be really quiet and present, whatever state I'm in. And then like, I am not religious in the sense that I don't follow a particular religion or believe anything to be true in that way. But having a conversation with God, whether that be, whether it really is just a conversation with myself, which Mm -hmm. it it is, and I am God, so it's, it is God too. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I'm having a conversation though, and it's like an active thing. Mm -hmm. And I even take the position of prayer, like kneeling on the benches and like being this like physical position of surrender Mm -hmm. to something beyond myself and having, engaging in a mental dialogue. Yeah this has been the most beneficial for me in terms of my connection to myself and my values and connection with the the divine, something beyond like my life and being so caught up in, in this, you know, and it's kind of like what I always desired to get out of meditation, which is peace of mind, which is presence and mindfulness. And I was just like, never getting that, you know? And, but now that I've found this, this thing that works for me, everything's changed, you know? Yeah. And it took so many years of trying so many different things and just like 
it's you know it, it takes a long time but yeah it's it's, it's a, incredible when you find it for sure mm-hmm. yeah. it's really powerful well that it's like that's that feeling of leveling up that mm-hmm. i kind of talked about before where it's like you think of leveling up as like i'm getting better or i'm getting this i'm getting more money i'm leveling up where it's like leveling up is simply the feeling of like things are going well you know like i've i've attained an, a new level of connection with something beyond myself mm-hmm. or i've i've deepened my sense of self-love or self-trust or whatever it is mm-hmm. and it's just like it's it's honestly i'm sitting here struggling trying to put it into words when i think this is one of those things that just transcends our ability to describe and that like you only you only know it when you feel it if you know you know you know you know and it's like <laughs> I think this whole time, like, especially before where we were trying to like talk about these distinctions of development and improvements and belief change or belief deepening and stuff like this. And it's like, whatever it is, you know it when you feel it, mm-hmm. you know it when you know it. And it's once you feel that, once you get a sense of that and it's authentically you, you just, you, you want to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. And if that's going to a church every day to meditate, if that's, you know, making sure you set a t- some time aside for yourself every day to like write poetry or something, mm-hmm. making time to do those things and just deepening those, your connection with those things. I mean, that's development. That's you, mm-hmm. that's you flourishing, mm-hmm. you know, that's you really flourishing. And it takes a lot of trial and error just to figure out what those things are that mm-hmm. you want to flourish with, mm-hmm. let alone the different methods of doing those things. Yeah. You know, it's like you found, for example, that meditation is something that you flourish with. Yeah. Right. That it, like in your definition of like Kaylee is flourishing, it mm-hmm. includes meditation. Yeah. But like, yeah, the concept of meditation had to change to fit yeah. my authenticity, like where I personally thrived. Mm-hmm. the space the pace and everything the the method you know like exactly yeah yeah so and, and so yeah it, it's just again it's a tr- process of trial and error mm-hmm. of just like constantly touching back going meta and being like what are those things in my life that really get me in touch with that flourishing feeling mm-hmm. you know yeah i guess to put it in a word i guess is what i'm trying to talk about like if, if you get <laughs> what i'm trying to say it's this feeling of flourishing. Mm-hmm. It's this feeling of just like things are going right. This is authentic to me. This is what I want to do with my time. And it's mm-hmm. just like you feel it so deeply. Yeah. That's really what I think development is about. Yeah. And you know? and like finding the confidence in yourself too. Because yeah. I think but using the same example, I felt that there was something wrong with me all yeah. this time, you know, like trying all these different methods. And I've felt this in other areas of my life too, where I didn't find my thing immediately or, you know, Mm -hmm. didn't get it right. Or felt like I was like, I just always felt like I was doing it wrong or like I was missing something or I wasn't disciplined enough or I wasn't this, that or the other, you know, Mm -hmm. but I just hadn't found my way yet. You know, there was nothing wrong or broken about me. Exactly. But when you, but like we said before, when you have, when you've never felt it before, you don't know. You just have no fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> like, to put it bluntly, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and and that's why, like, I, I, I kind of criticize that person who 
goes home and plays video games and is unhealthy, etc. It's like, in my own experience of my life, I never found that flourishing with that. Mm -hmm. If that makes you flourish, perfect. Mm -hmm. But I would just ask all of our viewers to question if they've really ever felt that flourishing. And not in a healthy way where you're like, oh, I'm always trying to find that thing and I always need to get something. It becomes mm. like this this unhealthy chasing of this feeling. Mm -hmm. But if you've really found something that you've flourished with and that's like your thing, then it's like you know it, number one. And number two, let go of that belief that is telling you that like you need to, it needs to be something that other people are telling you it needs to be. Mm -hmm. If it's whatever it is, if that's your thing, it's okay. Yeah. That's your thing. Yeah. Be okay with that. Follow, follow your bliss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and if you haven't found it yet, that's fine. Yeah. Like it is exhausting. And that's another point that I wrote about was like, like how to self develop, like, becoming aware of all these things like that you'd like to change or you'd like to improve about yourself and then trying to find the methods it's all so exhausting it's such yeah. a long process and it's <laughs> so like just like why the fuck is this even important why and it's just frustrating and i don't know you know but when you find it it's so so good yeah it's so worth it it just, is I know, and I've yeah. it's I'm sitting across from you, Will, and like there have been times when I've felt so awful for like long periods of times, and you've just told me like it does get better. It it's does so get cliche. Better. It's yeah. so cliche, <laughs> but it does. Yeah, it gets better. And it's happened very recently for you too. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing. I'm I'm really happy to hear that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, it's just like that's really what I wanted to to convey to the the people listening is that like it, number one it does get better mm -hmm. and number two is just like <laughs> when you feel it you'll feel it and mm -hmm. you'll know it mm -hmm. um but i guess how do you find that like it's trial and error in this world it's trial and error that's the only way yeah like i know you've talked about like beautiful ideal society societies where <laughs> We have somebody like we're taught these ways of self inquiry, inquiry and reflection early mm -hmm. and we're kind of guided through finding our, our values and strengths at an earlier stage than early adulthood where you're already kind of like entrenched in a few unhealthy beliefs and stuff, yeah. you know? Like I, I, the way our society is set up right now, it seems like we kind of have to do some backwards work, Yeah, you know, whereas mm -hmm. ideally it would be an ongoing it would be a process starting from early life that you'd mm -hmm. be like encouraged to be developing and, and finding your fulfillment. I think that's really the big thing is mm -hmm. that like we need to be able to teach people the skills that they can like deal with trauma as it happens. Yeah. You know, and, and there's never going to be a utopia where mm -hmm. people are never traumatized and they're always in a position to handle whatever life throws at them. Mm -hmm. You know, of course not, mm -hmm. but I think we can, that doesn't mean we can not do a little bit better mm -hmm. and create a situation where if somebody is traumatized to the extent that they can't deal with it right now and they need to just like, it, it becomes some kind of like shadow, so to speak, mm -hmm. that they need to deal with later. Yeah. Well, then there are still skills and systems in place that when they're ready to face that, they can face that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to be something that happens 
right when it right when it occurs yeah but there's just things in place to help them do that yeah you know and those traumas those things that happen that kind of block you from your authenticity are really the are those things that block you from your flourishing Mm -hmm. and are the things that like in self-development in self-development you are shedding you know Mm -hmm. and i guess then the one thing that i can say about how do you actually do it whatever problem that you currently have you know we talk about flourishing that assumes that you're in a financial position Mm-hmm. to do that thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if, if you're so strapped for money that you can't even find time to play video games or whatever mm-hmm. it is or go to church you know mm-hmm. it, it's very difficult to do that and so sometimes self-development is shedding those beliefs that are holding you back mm-hmm. from creating a life that allows you to flourish yeah right? and even now that you're saying that it's even coming up like even the the privilege to be your own problem too, yeah. you know, like this yeah. is assuming that you're the one with the limiting beliefs that's holding you back and causing you not to flourish and not like some systemic thing that's keeping you down. For you sure. Know? Which For in sure. which case you couldn't just change your belief and have your life change to flourish, you know? I mean, in that situation, the only belief you can change is the belief that you can't be happy despite those conditions. Yeah. So as somebody who is like a straight white male who has never been oppressed for like my my gender or my sexuality, et cetera, my race, that's very easy for me to say. But there are examples of people who have found a sense of acceptance despite external conditions, right? And so if you are in a situation where you are experiencing that, the systemic issues that are preventing you from finding that flourishing thing, mm-hmm. there are things like meditation that can allow you to flourish despite these conditions, mm-hmm. you know? And like, again, it's maybe I'm coming across as, as very privileged, I guess, when I say this, mm-hmm. but I fully believe that meditation can allow you to attain that feeling mm-hmm. it, it just can whatever your condition is meditation can absolutely help you and if you believe that meditation cannot help with the acceptance of really horrible conditions that is a belief that is holding you back mm-hmm. because it's just not true mm-hmm. it is just not true that meditation absolutely can do that for you does that mean it's easy no it's fucking hard as hell it's, it'll take mm-hmm. you years to get to that point but i guess that's a little bit of hope in yeah. the fact that like you can come to a place where you are okay with the conditions you're in and as far as i'm concerned when you're in that state of mind you are far better conditioned to change your conditions and make society better mm-hmm. in whatever in the little small way, you can. way yeah yeah like even just in your interactions yeah I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. But I mean, that really goes to show that like when you have people who are privileged to flourish in a way that like provides to society, it's really your responsibility to do something so that other people who are in very horrible conditions, uh, can be removed from those conditions. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, we want to be psychotherapists. One of the biggest things that I want to work toward is creating a society in which people have all those skills to deal with the trauma mm-hmm. and, and not be in a position where they're number one, they're traumatized in the first place, mm-hmm. but number two, where they're always know that they have a support system. They have people looking out for them. And, and that's 
what I want to do with my career. And so that's really what I'm trying to do with this podcast even is to mm -hmm. give people the skills where if the only thing you can do is meditation to help you accept your current life conditions, start doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's self-development, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like one more thing that I want to say about that is, you know, I, I started talking about like, if you're in a financial position, mm -hmm. again, maybe you're in a financial position where you can't even go out and buy a book. Mm -hmm. But there are books that you can get that can show you how to make money, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of the beliefs that we have are holding us back from even being able to put be put in a place where we're financially stable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, for example, right? If you think that like, this is kind of a ridiculous example, but I'll, I'll kind of get to that where it's like money can't buy you happiness, mm -hmm. right? Can, okay. What are the things that make you happy, Kaylee? Just name two. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. <laughs> and and <what>? acid. And <laughs> okay, and one more serious one. <laughs> I'm so serious about those. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> honestly, that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're a psychedelic podcast. This is why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. But, like, the point being is that money can help you buy those things. I bought them, yes. Yeah, so money can buy you happiness. Am I admitting to a crime on... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, point being mm. is that like money can buy you happiness yes. clearly. Mm -hmm. Right. But the thing is, is like, mm -hmm. if you believe that money can't buy you happiness, that is a belief that if you're pursuing happiness, you would tune out those things that would lead you to money because you're like, no, no, I'm focused on happiness. Yeah. Right. And again, that's like when I said, this may sound ridiculous, but this is really, this is how beliefs work. Yeah. Right. Sure. This is really how beliefs work. And like you can have, I mean, when I was doing these exercises about money, I came up with, I think, eight beliefs off the top of my head, just like rattled them out of negative beliefs that I had about money. If I can just come up with eight beliefs that I have about money that are negative mm -hmm. and beliefs dictate your reality, they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My beliefs are shaping the reality that I see. Those mm -hmm. beliefs are literally stopping me from seeing those opportunities that would lead me to more money, mm -hmm. right? I'm looking for happiness. Money can't buy me happiness. Why would I be focused on those things that can make me money, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, if you think that like these little tiny everyday beliefs can't affect you this much, that belief itself is a belief that is preventing you from, in this case, making money. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, it, to, to, to reiterate, if you are denying the possibility that your beliefs are preventing you from making money, that itself is a belief that is preventing you from making money. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're never going to look at yourself and be like, okay, are there little things that I'm doing in my life that are preventing me from making more money? Mm -hmm. There are always going to be things that are preventing you from making money, of course. Mm -hmm. Right. And so being able to look at yourself and say, what beliefs are preventing me from doing these things that I want to do, whether it's making a little bit more money, having better romantic relationships, being better in my career, being more fit. Again, I'm using these quantifiers, but they're just simple examples. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you're not willing to look at how your beliefs about physical health, money, relationships, whatever it is, are, are influencing your ability to find success with these things, mm -hmm 
you are preventing yourself from finding success with these things. It's just as simple as that. And it's mm -hmm. like buying a book such as like you are, you are a badass at making money and doing the exercises are going to help you identify those beliefs and change those into more positive beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that is going to help you find those opportunities or create those opportunities where even if you are in a position where it's very difficult for you to uh, make money, that little bit extra money can go a long way, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, there's always a way to make your situation a little bit better. And it's like, you want to do what you can to do that. Mm -hmm. And so if you buy a book on whatever issue that you need help with, do the exercises, get a little bit better, and you can find that improvement so that you can put yourself in a situation where you can focus more on those things that are, for you, flourishing. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready to get into the pitfalls or you got anything else to say? No, I think we can get into the pitfalls. Pitfall. Okay. <laughs> I just like the word. One of the things that I identified as a pitfall would just be thinking that you're not done, but like, like, I guess forgetting or not forgetting or neglecting to continue to check in on those, mm. on those beliefs, you know, yeah. like, cause it's a process, right? Like you, you, mm -hmm identify a few and then you like you achieve some level of development where you feel like you've improved you know like you're like oh i worked through something i feel like i'm a more developed person than i was a few months ago or that when i identified that first limiting belief and then you worked through mm -hmm. that and then there's more and there's more and there's more and there's always more and i think i can, i don't know if this is a pitfall or if this is just like a limitation this is just part of the process but like mm -hmm. It's just, it's ever evolving and we have to keep checking in and it's, yeah. and it's easy to just find something and like become comfortable at a new level, mm -hmm. but neglecting to see that there's so much, there's still so much work to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And, and I think that like, you know, coming back to like my, my pet project for this podcast and belief change is like, yeah. you can change your beliefs to some like positive beliefs so to speak but um there, you may come to a point where like those beliefs are holding you back you yeah. know and you need to be open to the fact that it's like those beliefs got me this far but now i need to drop those beliefs and find new beliefs mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's like just be constantly open to that you know and that speaks back to our our how um how real are the psychedelic insights where we say it's a fake framework mm -hmm. these are all fake frameworks you know what i mean yeah. it's like you can adopt all these beliefs about money and understand that it's just a fake framework that may only be beneficial for you. Yeah, and you know only I mean? to a certain extent too. Yeah. yeah. Basically adopting fake, fake frameworks yeah. for the amount of time that they are useful and beneficial, but ultimately bring yourself back to the perspective that it is a fake, fake framework and that you have to let go of it and adopt a new one. Yeah, you know, yeah. Continually, like shed your skin and then do a new thing, you know, don't get like stuck. Yeah. And for me, what I, what's, what I'm thinking of in my own personal journey of development was like fitness mm -hmm. and how like when I was, when I first was like really into starting getting into self-development, I feel like fitness is like, it's the gateway <laughs> almost like yeah, yeah. you got to get fit. It's like, I was like, I have to be really disciplined. I have to go to the gym these times a week. I have to do these exercises and I have to eat these kinds of food to, to feel good about myself, you know, to feel like I am a good person and that, that, that I'm like capable of making these changes. And that's like, it was very rooted in like health and fitness. Like, yeah, I, I did that for a long time, like maybe two, three years of like 
Okay. Mostly focusing on the gym as my main form of development, yeah. you know, and being really dedicated. And I, and like that that's important. Not don't get me wrong, like health and fitness is important, but like Yeah. It got me to a place where I, I was like proving to myself that I could be disciplined and structured in this way, but ultimately I had to, it was limiting in the fact that I was like, it was so rooted in the physical and that I, I felt like my yeah. physical body was a display of how developed I was and how like yeah. successful I was, exactly. you know? And um, yeah, I, I still value that. I still value being like an active person and stuff, but it, it's less about, I don't know, it's just less rigid. It's less focused on the physical level, you know? Like mm. I stay active and I, and I exercise for my overall health and fitness and well-being but it's not the focus of my development right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I had to go through that, right? Like that was a, mm -hmm. an essential first step. I couldn't have gotten here where I am today without first going through that. For part sure. Where you first put the value on something and you're like, oh, it's not that. It's something more than that. Yeah. You know? Well, I think what I can say about that is the fact that like self-development or self-improvement, self-help, it's, it's, it's an industry. Mm -hmm. Right. And so because it's an industry, there are marketing tactics that they use, like the standard practices of sex, money, shaming tactics, all these kinds of things to get you to continue to buy their products or to continue even going to the gym or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's like um, as much as like the Instagram thing got me into fitness in terms of like when I got into fitness, there's kind of like an explosion of fitness stuff oh, on yeah. Instagram. Oh, yeah. Right. For sure. And that motivated me to go to the gym, but it got to a point where I'm comparing myself to like these people I see on Instagram where yeah. it's like the perfect body at the perfect time of day with mm -hmm. the perfect lighting. And I'm like, I don't look like that in my shitty bathroom lighting, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it comes to a certain point where the, the very things that you use to begin to improve yourself get toxic, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, mm -hmm. you can have, for example, toxic product, uh, productivity, mm -hmm. toxic positivity, mm -hmm. where, where you're, you're taking this, this current framework of beliefs to its logical extreme, where it becomes just like disproportionate to what is healthy, disproportionate to what you actually want for your own definition of flourishing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you need to drop it. You need to like let it go, um, but it becomes very difficult to do that, especially when it's like, if, for example, toxic positivity, where it's like, I need to be more and more positive. I always need to like look on the bright side, and mm -hmm. then you start like beating yourself up when you're not being positive enough. It's like, yeah. dude, sometimes you feel like shit, yeah, and it's okay. Like yeah. it's okay to feel negative sometimes. It's part of being human, yeah, and it's like. Being positive in that situation is understanding that it's okay to feel like shit. I'm only human and it, it's, it's, it's temporary mm -hmm. and I'll get through this. And if that's as positive yeah. as you can be, that's healthy positivity despite yeah. feeling really negative. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I guess along, along those lines too, it kind of fits. Um, another fit, uh, pit, fit Paul, <laughs> Paul fit. What is it? Pitfall. <laughs> Is, is, yeah, is like, oh yeah. So like development requires you becoming more aware and doing all this, all this reflection mm -hmm. and then, but you can become too self-aware, you know, 
and okay. too self-conscious kind of it, like like self-awareness mm. to the point where you become self-conscious and when you're like you can't go anywhere or do anything without like analyzing your behavior yeah. and always kind of like yeah looking for what you're doing wrong mm-hmm. in the name of improvement like oh i want to improve myself so like oh i could have done that better and then you just constantly i don't know it's it's like it's obsessive and yeah at that level too it's like it's narcissistic you know it could become narcissistic yeah real quick yeah well even like um you know, it can, it can become this thing where like, again, using money is a, a simple example is that if you're not making enough money or, or you've failed at making money, even after doing all this work on your money beliefs, you can be like blaming yourself for failing and being like, oh, there's, there's gotta be something I believe. Like what, what belief is holding me back? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? When it's like, we live in a very complex system where there are certain things that could be just be preventing you. You know what I mean? And I feel like within the self-development community, it's like there's benefit to having a lot of certainty and confidence in your ability to succeed. Mm. But there's also the fact that, again, we live in a complex system and there are things that could hold you back. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like you need to have the the nuanced thinking to be able to say, OK, if I'm doing something that isn't working, I need to let that go and move on to something else, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's very difficult to do that, but you need to be able to have that discernment. Yeah. You know, and it's like, like with you said, like if you're, if you're constantly looking at yourself and being like, you know, what can I do better? How can I be better? How can I be more optimized in this social situation where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I can be a little bit funnier here. I should have said this and constantly picking it apart. It's like, yeah you're not going to be a fun person to be around Mm -hmm. number one and number two it's just going to cause that is a belief you need to shed yeah that you need to be optimized yeah for sure and even just like thinking that like on the like the other pitfall of it it becoming narcissistic is like thinking Mm -hmm. you're so important or that everyone is like looking at you so much you know like that anything you do is really being is of any value to anyone beyond your own experience but like and that and that's something that I guess I've, I've noticed more lately in my Mm. own development is that like for a while I was like very socially anxious and had a lot of trouble, like being my authentic self with other people, even in, in my friendships and stuff, even with people who were like, I know you and you like me from what you know about me. But I just like had all this trouble being like comfortable and like letting people in and letting people see me because I was holding on to this belief that like, oh, I'm so complex. Nobody will understand me or, <laughs> or, oh, they'll think I'm weird or like, they'll think what I'm doing is like, or it's not cool or I don't know something, but it's like, even if it's not necessarily like positive that like, yeah, uh, it's like, it, it, it's negative, but it's still like that overbearing ego of like, I'm so important and everything I do is going to have this crazy effect and I can't risk it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. And just, it just becomes so self-conscious that I wasn't, just being me mm-hmm. and it, it seems it's almost interesting because it's, it's almost counterintuitive that as I've figured out more who I am and found confidence in expressing that and just being that mm-hmm. almost like on my level on my personal experience level I'm less important to myself mm-hmm. like I'm just able to be myself more but it's less of a, a thought. It just happens naturally. I'm yeah. not obsessing about it. I'm not thinking about who I am. I'm just being who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was talking about before where I said like, I've, I've come to a place where I'm, I'm less focused on my weight 
-hmm. And I'm just like, I am a healthy person. I am a weight. I, I am a weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm just a healthy person. And because of that, I naturally act in a way that like, I have a good body. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's not it, like it, you get to a point where focusing on yourself is the thing you need to stop doing mm -hmm. and just naturally be the type of person that you are trying to be the whole time. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it, you can hear people give the advice of like, if you have social anxiety, it's just, Oh, just be cool. Yeah. Right. Cause that person gets that, mm -hmm. but it's like, you need to work enough to get to the point where you can just be cool. Mm -hmm. But once you can be cool, then you need to let it go. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you're just, being cool yeah right it's exactly that it's like you need to work so hard to be cool or to be healthy that you can let go of the need to be that thing and you simply are that thing yeah but it's a process to get to that exactly you know and yeah yeah and you can't jump to it and, and like another argument i've i've heard come up about like against self-development and self-improvement is that like i don't know it's like it's self-absorbed or it's like mm. um I don't know. It's just like it, that, it, that it's like a negative thing to be so focused on oneself, you know, mm -hmm. but, and that like that you'd be better off, that it'd be a more righteous thing to do to like focus on something beyond yourself or like, or in your community or do some other work, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's valuable and 100%, but like I have to get there first. Like yeah. I have to deal with this first or else yeah. I can't be of service to anybody. And you know, like, it's, I can't just be cool kind of thing, you know, yeah. like I have some shit that I got to work through first so yeah. that I can serve the world. But like, you, if I, if I'm not focused, if I, if I don't take the time to focus on that mm. and do the work, then I'm not going to be good for myself or anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like it, it's, it's cliche at this point to use the analogy. Mm -hmm. You need to put your own mask on first when the yeah. flight is crashing <laughs> and then put somebody else's mask on. Yes. You know? And it's like, Nobody is asking you to be a perfect person before you help other people because mm -hmm. it'll never happen. Yeah. But like if you have serious issues, understand that that's going to shape how you help other people. Yeah. Like if you're like a very hateful, resentful person and you try to help somebody else, you're just going to make them a very hateful and resentful person. Yeah. You know, and so it's like you need to let that stuff go. Yeah. Um, if that's like your specific path of improvement whatever it is yeah or, or, yeah <laughs> yeah um or if you like delude yourself by thinking like you're a good person because you go and like volunteer somewhere once a week yeah. but you're like you're actually shitty in all of your personal relationships you know mm -hmm. like but like oh i wouldn't work on myself because that's not the right thing to do or like yep. that's self-absorbed i'd rather put my mm -hmm. energy elsewhere but it's like i mean that's one of the examples that i always heard in in church where it's like you know, you have like the, the old lady who always came to church every mm -hmm. Sunday, every Wednesday, and she was just always praying and very devout Christian, you know, that kind of thing. But she was a fucking bitch, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And she was just really nasty to people. And it's like, she would have convinced herself, like, I go to church every single, every single day. I'm so like Christ-like and I'm a good person, but mm -hmm. you, you're, you're using this it, it comes back to like the difference between the quantifiers, the self-improvement and the self-development of belief change, mm -hmm. where it's like you're using these external quantifiers of like, oh, if I meet these external standards, that means I'm a good person or that means I'm healthy or that means I'm rich. Mm -hmm. 
when in reality it's more about like your identity if it's like if you're a, a mean-spirited person it doesn't matter how much you go to church it doesn't matter how much you volunteer it doesn't matter how much you do for other people you're still a mean-spirited person mm. right it doesn't matter how often you go to the gym or how many calories you eat every single day it's are you do you have a healthy relationship with your body image with your weight etc yeah you know and these are internal things that transcend the external quantifiers yeah. right and it's like you can th there's always a way for you to like look back at yourself and say like am i merely trying to to satisfy these external quantifiers or am i actually having a deep meaningful connection with with the thing that i'm trying to achieve if i'm mm -hmm. trying to be a good person am i being good to everybody or am i simply doing the things that i, I think a good person would do mm -hmm. you know if that makes sense yeah for sure I think I have a last pitfall, which is <laughs> so, what? I just, just uh, the word pitfall is making mm -hmm. me laugh. <laughs> Keep going now. Okay. Um, is that a lot of people, and I think this kind of actually touches on what you said before, but where people will say that like self-improvement is self-centered, mm -hmm. where it'll either be like self-centered or it's unhealthy to want to improve yourself because it's like you're assuming that there's something wrong with you. Mm, you know what mm, I mean? And you kind of mm. touched on this, but I think you were, you were say, talking about something else. Yeah, this is good. This is a, it should be its own point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not either or mm -hmm. it's both. And there's self-acceptance and accepting who you are as a person and loving yourself as who you are, who you are currently are. Mm -hmm. But then there's the idea that you can still self-develop. You can, I love who I am. I really do. But there's still things that I would like to do better. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and saying that like changing your beliefs is an example of you hating yourself is like saying that if you want to get better at guitar, you hate yourself because you're not as good at guitar as you currently are. Mm -hmm. Right. You're, you're just attaining a, a, a new perspective on life that allows you to deal with the life you want to live better. Mm. That doesn't mean that you don't love who you currently are. Mm -hmm. You can do both, mm -hmm. right? And if you, if you think that there's a difference between self-acceptance and self-development, you're just, you're not both ending it. Yeah. You're, you're making this false dichotomy that doesn't exist. Yeah. You can do both things at once. For sure. You know, and so that would be, that would be for me is one of the biggest pitfalls you can fall into is getting into this false sense of complacency because you're so afraid that, you know, developing yourself means you hate yourself yeah. where it's like you're so afraid of hating yourself that you live a life that isn't actually the life you want to live yeah or on the other hand too like fearing being happy with yourself or fearing being satisfied or complacent because you think that you won't continue to develop you know like yeah i think because yeah. yeah i mean i think for me anyway like it did come it my self-development desire came from a place of thinking I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And I feared, mm -hmm. I feared self-love. I almost like resisted it. Cause I was like, Oh, exactly. I'm, but then if I, if I say I'm okay, then I'm going to stop working mm -hmm. hard. You know, mm -hmm. it's like I needed it. That was the fuel behind it, mm -hmm. which is a very unhealthy relationship and so unsustainable and really toxic. And yeah, it, it's a process of learning to do both. I mean, self-love itself is a process. Like, yeah. 
it can always deepen. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like self development, and maybe yeah. maybe they are interchangeable. Maybe it's yeah. just, maybe it's all self love, but and that's what we're really aiming for. But like, yeah, like it's a journey in itself, and they yeah. happen together. They need to. But well, would you find this as actually a, a very useful distinction? We at the beginning of this podcast, we'd kind of come to the place where we realized that you were talking about deepening your relationship with your beliefs is self-development. And mm-hmm. I was talking about belief change is self-development. Mm-hmm. Would you say that belief change is self-development and deepening your beliefs is self-love? Maybe. Yeah. So maybe we were talking about the difference mm-hmm. between self-development and self-love. And it's like loving yourself more is self-development. Mm-hmm. But self-development in this context would be like changing your beliefs. And you need both. And both are like, there's the higher order self-development where there's self-development is belief change. And then self-love is accepting your current beliefs or who you currently are. And deepening your relationship. relationship. Because you love yourself. Because you want more of that goodness. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. I feel like there are more nuances and distinctions yeah, and we yeah. can constantly break this down. Oh, but... we could sit here for another few hours if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think that we should move on because yeah. I feel like we don't want to insult the intelligence of our viewers. Yeah. <laughs> I think you get it. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. And this final question, if you're ready, is how does psychedelics play in this? Uh, good question. Um, and I think the the way that psychedelics play into this, and this kind of like naturally leads off on that last pitfall, is using psychedelics in the proper context with the proper preparation and integration. And intention. And intention can really help you. It can put you into a state where you can change your beliefs in such a profound way that you can drop an entire framework of beliefs right and i mentioned earlier but before about like the difference between horizontal and vertical development Mm. where vertical development is really about dropping that framework of beliefs that you're using before Mm. for a new higher framework right and so an example of this is like you have intended wait sorry Hmm? i said pun intended what do you mean he said um a higher framework Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I, I don't Because um, you're high. Oh, okay. I was no idea what you're talking about. I was like, what? Okay, ha Nice pun. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, so an example of like horizontal development um, is we kind of like touched on this before where it's like if you get into fitness and you like are constantly like you check your calories and you go to the gym and like you lose weight and you get more healthy and stuff like this. And it's like, that's all good. But you get to a point where it's like you're counting more calories, you work out more, you like you need to have these external quantifiers of success mm. and you take it to its logical extreme where like any more horizontal development gets you more, gets you less developed. It actually becomes like diminishing returns and even mm-hmm. negative returns mm-hmm. where or you can get like the example of an extremely rich and famous person where like they seem to have everything they need and yet they're never happy. Mm-hmm. It's because like someone like that has maxed out the horizontal development of this materialistic capitalist paradigm. These, mm-hmm. these external quantifiers of success, they don't need any more horizontal development. Mm-hmm. They need that vertical development where they realize that there are higher things to desire in life beyond... Mm-hmm 
fame and fortune. Mm. And to really do that requires you to drop all of those beliefs you have about money, about health or fitness rather, about all of these things and understand that there are emotional, there are things like emotional well-being. When you go to the gym, are you doing it because you need to look a certain way or you need to be at a certain weight? Or are you doing it as an act of self-love because you want to be healthy and strong and live a long life where you're able to stay active for years, you know, into your, into, into your senior age? One of those is, I would say, more developed than the other because one of them can get you, can get you a better body but the other is going to improve your emotional well-being more Mm -hmm. or being able to say, okay, I have an amazing career and I've achieved a lot in that area of my life. But what about my family life? What about my, my relationship with my parents or my children or my siblings or my friends, right? Where it's, you start looking again at those internal quantifiers or those those internal qualifiers of success where it's like you feel fulfilled, you're flourishing, or you are having really meaningful connections with the people you love, mm-hmm. right? Being able to drop that previous paradigm of external quantifiers is extremely difficult. And that's why I think like psychedelics are in a very, can be in a very good position to help you do so. Mm-hmm. If that made any sense or if I rambled, I don't know. No, it's okay. That's, that's definitely it. And it's like, it's interesting because yeah, the way I think a pretty, another cliche thing to say is that like awareness is the first step. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's so rare unless we like really set aside some time and do some intentional reflection stuff that we get a perspective. And even then it takes so much time to like work past our own delusions and biases and stuff to yeah. see like, what is the truth of my, what's the impact of my behavior? What am I really operating from and stuff? And like psychedelics can offer this space where you, you get so much perspective on your life and mm-hmm. like things that you would never have thought of or considered or even processed in a normal state, you know, like yeah. things that you just repressed and stuff or I don't know. It can, it can really help in that way. And also I'm not even sure. I I don't know exactly like the science on it, but I'm pretty sure it's like a proven, proven, proven thing Mm -hmm. that psychedelics can actually increase neuroplasticity. So when you say like dropping frameworks and stuff, it's like, that's not even just like a, an abstract thing. Like it it can actually, they actually can do that. Obviously that requires a lot of engagement too like it provides this like space for you to make new connections Mm -hmm. but then it's like the work after is like where you strengthen that and actually make a lasting change from it but just having that space at all like that's more than so many people can hope to get Mm -hmm. with even the most dedication to a a practice in their Mm -hmm. life you know like well that's just it and like i don't want to make it sound like i'm saying like you'll take a psychedelic and you'll wake up and you'll be like I know exactly what to do with my family to like yeah. improve my relationships there. It's more, it, it opens you up to the possibility that there is something to be developed there. Yeah. You know, it's like, it makes you aware of the fact that like, for me, like one of the mushroom trips I had was 
literally I, I realized that I had valued logic and rationality more than my emotional well-being and more than my relationships with my friends, mm-hmm. right? And it's like that literally is that leap in vertical development mm-hmm. where I didn't just become a perfect person in that regard. It's just I realized that those beliefs about logic and rationality and this mechanistic worldview were holding me back. Mm-hmm. And it's like I still believe in like mechanics and stuff like physics and stuff like yeah. that, of course. But uh, it's more that I... I prioritize logic and rationality less as compared to my relationships with the people I love, mm-hmm. right? Whereas before I would be like, I would get into arguments with my my mother, for example, about evolution or about the existence of spirits and stuff like this, where I'm more on the evolution side and she's more on the spirit side, right? Mm-hmm. And We can still have those debates where it's fun because we both enjoy debating, but it's coming from a place of like actually wanting to deepen our relationship Mm. rather than being like, I need to prove her wrong. Yeah. Right. And it definitely wasn't a position more so early in my life when I really wanted to just like prove her wrong, get her to change her belief. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If, If that makes sense. For sure. Yeah. And thinking about your experiences in particular, again, like another way I've seen you develop is like the one mushroom trip where you let go of the fake framework, the framework that, (laughs) that there was anything wrong in your, like in your, in your community, in your tribe setting, like with your family and your friends and stuff. Like that was kind of an example of holding on to a limiting belief that there was something wrong Mm -hmm. and then realizing through this new perspective that you had it all. It was all there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. On, and that's like a, that's a self-love, like a, a vertical maybe thing. Like I, I absolutely, I would just say like so. Of a deepening of, of, or I guess a, an expanded awareness of what really is there mm-hmm. and like, and loving that and like, yeah. and just, yeah. Well, I think with that, yeah, it, it's really, it's like a shift in, in priority mm-hmm. where it's like, again, before I was prioritizing just to put it simply logic and rationality right Mm -hmm. where i was prioritizing them so much that i i I didn't give my family and relationships enough priority to see how good they really were Mm -hmm. right and so it's like I, i was like looking for something trying to find it when the issue was the fact that my priorities were just like not how they they should be for what i was needing to find Mm -hmm. right yeah Mm -hmm. wow yeah so yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i i mean i i think that's a pretty good point to end at you know Mm -hmm. i think that Mm -hmm. we came to a really good understanding you know self-development is about belief change but it's also about deepening your connection with your current beliefs and and developing that sense of self-love for who you currently are Mm -hmm. and it's not easy but it's worth it and like when you feel that sense of flourishing when you feel those deepening connections with yourself and the people you care about and just reality in general you'll know you'll feel that this is worth it Mm -hmm. this is something that you want to do and dropping those things that distract you whatever those are for you specifically mm-hmm. is going to help you get to a point where you can really start flourishing yeah right so thank you so much for listening 
I, I hope this this was beneficial to you. Maybe if you weren't so on board with self-development, you'll consider, mm -hmm. you know, buying a book or something or watching a video or whatever it is, meditating. Trying meditating. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Something. If you <sighs> want to follow us, if you've made it this long, you should follow us. What the fuck are you doing? You can find <laughs> us on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Wild and Theology. Um, we're going to be posting more and more and more. Thank you so much. We really thank appreciate you. you. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>